Today we are going to discuss the kinds of Kenyan which are enumerated in the Torah. Now there are various Kenyanim which the Torah discusses, which we find scattered throughout Shas and Paiskim. And as we said yesterday, a Kenyan is comprised of an action and an intention. Now the action, it has to have a physical act of Kenyan, and it also has to have an intention to be kinder, to use this as a kidney. Now, the intention does not necessarily have to be a conscious, L'Shem Yichud, I'm going to do this to be kinder. It means I have to want and intend that this action that I'm doing should transfer ownership. Again, a transfer of ownership is not just for, um, for the knowledge of who owns something. It's in order to create a transfer that at that point neither side can back out. It's totally consummated. The kidney is finished. It's done. It belongs to the buyer, and that's it. There's no going back. So what are the kinyanim that you can use to get this level of finalization? So there's a Mishnah in Kedushin, a few Mishnahis in Kedushin, the first track of Kedushin, that talks about different items and the various ways that you can be kind of these items. So let's, let's look at some of these kinyanim. Now it's important to note, as we're going to see later on, that some kinyanim that we're going to um, encounter in the next shear will be kinyanim that are actually taking place in the item itself, which is logical that in order to transfer ownership, you would take something from someone's rishos and put it into your rishos. However, there are certain times where that's not necessarily possible. For example, if you're purchasing land, you can't take land from one person's rishos to your rishos, right? Land is something that can't be stolen, the Gemara says, Kaka in an exelus. Why? Because it's impossible to be kind of to, to take it out of the person's rishos without certain uh, manners of kinyonim. So those are the kinyonim that are happening to land with, without actually transferring the physical land. The same can apply if, let's say, you're buying something that's in a different country, whether it's land or whether it's an item, and you're making a Kenyan here, so you want to purchase, let's say, a shipment of, um, of tablecloths from China, and you need to make a Kenyan over here to the seller in America, so you're going to have certain Kenyanim that are going to work, even though you're not even getting next to the tablecloths. You have nothing to do with them. And we may find certain Kenyanim which may work even before the tablecloths were manufactured, which is the Situmta, as we're going to see in a subsequent Europe. So, the, these Kenyanim fall into various categories, which we're going to explore in Merchashem, and those are going to have to do with the, with the actual item or with other manners of transferring ownership of the item. So let's start with the Mishnah in Kedushan Parak Aleph, Mishnah Gimel. The Mishnah says, I'm sorry, Mishnah Dalit, Beheima Gasa Niknes B'Mesiro. A large animal, cattle, for example, Niknes B'Mesiro. The proper method of being koina a large cow, would be with something called Mesiro. Mesiro would be you would transfer, let's say, the, the uh, bridle, the reins of the animal, to the Meichel would hand it over to the Kainah. Now why is that? Because you don't have the action of picking it up, right? You can't pick up the cow in order to be Kainah. You can't do Hagba. However, Hadakov, you have a small animal, for example, a sheep or a goat. Those you can use Hagba. So, so far we've discovered a Kenyan called Mesira and a Kenyan called Hagbal, lifting something up. Divi Reb Meir, Reb Lazar, 
So Chachamim Ayrim, Chachamim say, Behema Daka, Nikas Meshicha, that you can use a Kenyan known as Meshicha. Meshicha means that you are moving it into your Rishos. You're moving it into your Rishos, or even if it's actually not in, into your Rishos itself, because that Rishos you can use um, a Kenichatr as well. Meshicha is moving it into something that's a part of a domain that has to do with you. For example, the side of Rishos Arabim, the sidewalks, are considered property of yours to make a Meshicha, even though you don't own the sidewalk. But since it's not on the, it's not the main thoroughfare, it's somewhat more secluded than the main thoroughfare. It's more uh, private. People don't drive cars on a sidewalk. So therefore, you can make a Meshicha from the main street onto the sidewalk, and that would be considered a Meshicha. As opposed to doing it smack in the center of Rosh Hashanah, a Meshicha would not work. Now, Mesir, on the other hand, would work in, in uh, Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, all these things have certain halachas, which are each one in and of itself has different halachas that deal with them, how they work. Hagbah, for example, also, a person has to lift it up over three tvachim. There's a discussion in the Sma, um, if, if, let's say, you have something in your hand, does it have to be completely within your hand, or even if it's sticking out? So there's, there, there's different explanations, that it would be two kinds of Hagbahs. One would be more the Chatzar, like the Nasiba talks about, one would be more the fact that you're lifting it up. Be that as it may, these are the different Kenyanim. So we have Agba, Meshicha, and Mesira. Now, Meshicha is many times referred to as the primary Kenyan all over the place. It's like the go-to Kenyan in Shas. Um, and, that, and therefore, for practical purposes, whenever we say Mesira, or I mean Meshicha, it could include Mesira or Agba, which are considered all in the re- same family as Meshicha, but like sort of related to it, even though they have slightly different Dinah. Nechassim she'yesha machrais, mishnehei. Now, let's say you have nechassim that have achrais. Now, what does this mean? It means to say liability or, or a lien. In other words, if you lend money and you have property, your property has a lien on it to pay your loans. So, if let's say you, you have a piece of property, since a property is, is considered something that can have a lien on it, the mishnah refers to it as nechassim she'yesha machrais. Another an, another way of saying real estate. So if you have a piece of real estate, niknin bekasef ubeshtar ubechazaka, land can be purchased with money, with a star, which is a star that says I'm I'm selling you my land, ubechazaka, or an act of a Kenyan. Now chazaka over here does not mean the three years of sitting in property. <coughs> that kind of chazaka is discussed in the third paragraph of Baba Basra, that has nothing to do with this Kenny Chazaka. That Chazaka is when you have a doubt of who owns a piece of land and someone is sitting in the land for three years and nobody says anything, we can, that Chazaka is a validation of his claim that he purchased it from this and this seller, even if the seller denies it. Because after three years, a person does not have to be holding on to his documents, that, uh, purchase documents. He can assume that at that point, uh, his, his purchase is considered valid, and uh, uh, there's no need to hold, there's no reason to expect the, the previous owner to wake up and complain. Therefore, Chazal said, even if he lost the documents after three years, that's proof of ownership. This is not talking about that. This is talking at the time of sale. When a person buys a piece of land from somebody, they have to make an act of Chazaka in the land. So, you take a shovel, you dig in the land, or you you break a hole in the fence, or you 
you patch up a hole in the fence. Those are actions that only an owner would do. Therefore, that proves ownership in the land. If you can come and you can change the lock on the door of the house that you're buying, that means you're the owner of the house. People who are not the owners are not going to be coming and changing locks on your front door. So therefore, that's called a chazaka in the language of chazal. So here you have kesef. You can use cash, right? Now we said that real estate is able to be purchased through cash, as opposed to metalton, where chazal removed the cash ability. Um, and with the shtar, which is, you write in the shtar on a piece of paper, like the rab says over here, shakaisav on the air, my field is hereby sold to you, and he gives this paper over to the kaina. Now, by obviously, the rap points out, you also have to get money. If you don't get money for the field that you're selling, it's not going to be a sale. But, we're talking about, if let's say you gave the money and you need to transfer the actual land, you can use a star. So, now what, now what, so what's the point of a Kenyan star if you're giving money? So there are certain times that people would be willing to wait for the money, even if you don't have, if you don't give the money right now up front, and therefore you can use the star until that point, and therefore the, the land would be nikna. So now that's all about nechasim sheyesham achrayis, also known as real estate. Now we're talking about nechasim she'elam achrayis, which is basically just means movable items, metaltalin. Says the Mishnah, They're only nikna through Mashiach. And as we said before, Mashiach can also mean other kinyanim depending on the case. Now the Mishnah is telling us there's another kind of kinyan over here. There's a kinyan where you can be kind of movable items together with land. This kinyan is known as a kinyan agav. A Kenyan Agav means, he says, buy this piece of property, uh, this, this, these metalplin, Agav, the piece of property that I'm selling you. Agav means, like, together with or by virtue of, of the sale of land, I would like that this piece of, this, this piece of metalplin or movable items, this table or a couch or whatever, should be purchased together with it. So you can bundle together the couch together with the Agav. Now, it's very important to know that this does not necessarily always need that the cow should be sitting on the land. We find times that a person can make a kidney agav without actually having the metaphor on the land. The fact that you made the kidney on the land and you included your couch, which is located in your house in a different city, together with the sale of land, can also work as a kidney agav. Now, the next part of the mission is not relevant to our discussion, so we're not going to go through it right now. So it comes out from what we've d- learned until now is that the concept of Kenyan um, is, is structured in many different ways, whichever way Chazal felt were appropriate for that particular item. Therefore, we find certain Kenyanim that work for certain things and not for other things. Now, we mentioned in passing some of the details. Let's see them now inside. The Shulchan Aruch in Simen Kotzadiches in Sif Test says the following. Mesira, which was the Kenyan we discussed in the mission, the first mission of the Aaron Kedushin, where you hand over the reins. It only works in the public domain. Or in a, in a field that doesn't belong to both of them. 
V'chnisam shom shaloi b'rshos b'alachotzer. Now, Mesir, basically the Mechaber is telling us that Mesira only works in a public area. Which is interesting, because if we continue to the next part of the Mechaber, it says the following, Umeshicha, however, when you pull an animal, the proper kind of Meshicha, you pull the animal the full distance of itself, by most animals, Meshicha ain't a kaina You can only be kaina with Meshicha when you're putting it, or if you're in a alley, or a side of Rishos Arabim, or in a joint, jointly owned yard between the bar and the cellar. Uh, yeah, so that's the halacha of Meshicha. So that, that's the opposite of Mesira, right? Mesira only works in Rishos Arabim. Meshicha only works in, not in Rishos Arabim. So these are two opposite kinds of kinyin. V'hagbah, and lifting something up, kaina b'chal makoim, is kaina anywhere. Says the Ramah, the very fundamental halach over here, that even though we know that that any kind of condition when it comes to money is valid, nonetheless, that can only be conditions that the buyer and the seller make between each other. But they're not able to reformat the halachas of the Torah. So if they say that they want Meshicha to work in Rosh Hashanah, that's not going to help because Mashiach does not do anything in Rishas Rabbim. It's not a Mashiach. It's not going to work in Rishas Rabbim. Some of the reasons for that may be connected to the fact that Mashiach has a certain element of bringing something into your Rishos. If there, if there is no Rishos that has that smacks of ownership of the buyer, it's not going to be valid. And uh, the other Kinyanim, each one has their identifying traits. And therefore, it's not going to work by, move, by doing it all in the wrong place. So we see from here that Kenyanim were given strict parameters by Chazal, and they're only effective within the guidelines that Chazal set down. They're not going to be um, effective according to the whims of the buyer or the seller. The, the different kinds of Kenyanim can be divided into various stages. The Minchas Ashram of Abbasism and Beis. In the site of Kenyanim, that, that, which is a very large sugya, we can divide kinyanim, different kinds of kinyanim, into four general um, stages. The first stage, we can say, is something called exchanging, a tamura. It means to say, the buyer and the seller are making a kinyan with something, and instead of the item you give, you get something back. Yeah, for example, some, money could also be classified as something like that. You give money, you get the item. Or you make a chalipin. Right? Now there's a concept called Kenyan Sudr. Kenyan Sudr is also where you lift a handkerchief which is related to Khalib, but that also can work. So exchanging would be, let's say, category number one. Now these categories are just simply to, to, to remember and to understand better the concepts. They're not, they're, they're not categories that are listed anywhere in Shas. They're, they're organized in different Akhrainim just to, get, to clarify the different kinds of Kenyanim. Another thing would be more like a Kenyan of, of taking possession, Rishos. Yeah, the Chavitz comes into the Rishos, like we said, Mashiach, according to some opinions, or a Chatzar, or a Dalad Amis. If something comes into your Dalad Amis in Rishos Arabim, if you're standing on the sidewalk, not in the actual Rishos Arabim, then you'll be kind of, because the Chazal made a Takon of Dalad Amis. I, I believe that some Rishonim Holden may even, may even work their rights, if I remember correctly. Kalim Shal Kaina, another thing would be the Kalim of the Kaina, or Hagbah Taich if he picks up his hand, that's also going to be a Kenyan of Rishos. 
Then there's a Kenyan called the Raya on Gemira's Das. It's a proof, proof of commitment. For example, a Shtar or an Oidisa. Oidisa means an admission, which we mentioned from the Ktsais. The Ktsais is famous for promoting the Kenyan of Oidisa by Mechiris Chamet as a very important Kenyan. And as Noid Behuda writes, Oidisa is, is, is a very fundamental Kenyan, which basically means people admit in front of Adem or Bazin, that this thing belongs to somebody else. That admission, interestingly enough, can double as a proof of, uh, tra- as a transfer of ownership. That admission. Which is, even though a Mecca doesn't work through words, but apparently, through if it's done in a form of admission with the right way, it would work. So that's a, why? Because that's a proof of commitment, of ownership. Then, there's something called an actual showing of ownership, which is like we said, a chazaka. If you change the, the locks on on the um, house, that shows that it's yours. That's the biggest proof that you own it. So that proof of ownership is physical expression, I guess you could say, is considered an actual ownership demonstration by the person. And since he's demonstrating in, in real time that he's the owner, that, that kind of opinion is called a, a something that's hayras bailas. Now, so you do find in other places in the Achreinim that a lot of these categories are not really set in stone. So, so various Achreinim offer various um, understandings of Kenyanim or components of Kenyanim, which have to do sometimes with the concepts discussed in the other categories. So it's not set in stone, but just in a general frame of reference, those are the Kenyanim that Zal listed off. Now we're going to see in Mirzashem later on that there's another Kenyan which, which came, which is a Kenyan called the Kenyan of Setumta, which has evolved in later forms of Kenyan, which also falls into these categories, and we're going to see in Mirzashem later on how that works.